Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Fell. Music Speaks interview. Morning, San Antonio, Texas. Our next guest grew up soaking in the sounds of Texas music and the dance halls of the Lone Star State. Like me, I was born there. I know I was born in Austin, Texas. Nice. Um, he also was a big fan of music, but it wasn't until later in high school that he discovered his knack for it. Over the past decade, he's played all, all over the U.S. and in Europe, including numerous venues in, in Texas. If that's not inspirational, his current single, Good Old Days, reached the number one on top of country charts. And also, his single now, which is called Lillian. So we're proud to have him. found me raising hell trying so hard to push my boundaries I was up to get down high rolling stone didn't Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, the first question I gotta ask you, I ask everybody this because we're in a pandemic right now. Uh, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, I'm doing good. It's it's uh it's been a it's been an interesting year. Uh, definitely not the one I th- I could say that any of us expected. Right. But right. Uh, but it's it's been uh, I think uh you know life presents you with challenges you try to figure out ways to overcome it's like you know you have two options you either survive or you die so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that's, so, the, that's the only two options you got right now yes sir yeah so it's kind of like um i don't know it's like what are you gonna do so I, I was lucky enough to have you know this new music to put out uh put out three singles so far and um mm-hmm. gonna put out a fourth uh when i uh, put out the pre-order for the record, which comes out uh, next January, yeah. uh, which will hopefully be a better year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because um, I I I say that in the fact that that I was born in uh in uh Austin, Texas. So I'm a I'm a I'm a country boy too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. Austin's a cool city, man. Really, man. I've been back. I, I I'm four years old, and I've never been back since since I was born. So I don't know anything about you know Texas and one you know. All the when, awesome uh, stuff that it has yeah. in it. So. 
when when the world's safer, you should definitely venture back. I think you'd really enjoy it. Absolutely, it's a, it's, it's a good it's a party. Yes, you'd sir. Love it. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Um, in high school, uh, what was the one band that you said, okay, this is um, the, 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 this is where I want to go to towards you know my country career? Which which one band inspired you the most to become a country musician? I think uh, uh, as far as uh, it, it was specific, like I, I, I worked and uh, grew up around a place called Flores Country Store out in Holotus, Texas, which is right outside of San Antonio. Uh, and there was one band there is a, uh, I don't, I don't talk about it a lot, but this is a, they, they were very inspiring. His, his name is Randy Rogers. He, he lives in New Braunfels. He's had some success in Nashville since, but my sister and I went to go see uh, the first show. I, I, I don't know if it was the first show he played there. It was the first time we had seen him live. But it was uh, her, myself, and probably about like seven to eight other people. So maybe like nine to 11 people in the room. And the next time he came back and played a show, he had almost sold out the outside stage. Wow. He Yeah. So it, it was one of those things where it was like stuff like that was inspiring. And he was good, too. And he never never like kind of sullied his art or lost his artistic integrity and like even when he did the Nashville thing you see a weird transfer sometimes where they're this kind of artist and they go somewhere else and they change but uh Randy Rogers band was like a a a big inspiration for me as far as like making it look so fun too right uh and 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 Texas country guys but I've always liked uh so many different kinds of music and um because yeah. that was which, my next question is did you were you always like just like a country fan or did you uh, uh listen to like rock and metal and you know yeah i think i think growing up you know we all have like a, a skater phase and like you know <laughs> different stuff like so so it all changes like it got like you know it's like i i, I which is nice though because i i like to uh listen to all the different genres because like I, I i like to say it's like you never know where inspiration is going to come from so why right. close yourself off to it uh yeah but I, I you know good music is good music you know right yeah um yeah because uh when, when i grew up in, in high school i i listened to nothing but um metallica I mean, they were it for me, man. You know. Yeah. But as yeah. as years grew, you know, I I, I became vastly open to if there any kind of music ever, you know, country, art, um, pop, rock, you know, metal. It's just it's such good music, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I think as you grow older, you become very uh, aware of your um, musical um, uh, background, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's a, it's basically like because as you're getting older, you're kind of hopefully you're becoming more aware of things and open-minded and right. like you know when it when a music is a feeling like they captured a feeling like note for note, word for word, and 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 when that feeling finds you, you I mean you should be open to it because that's exactly that's nice yeah. exactly yes yeah um was the guitar your first love or did you were were you inspired to play other instruments like drums or bass or or you know, uh, I think, or I think it, or can you play other instruments? Uh, I I can't. I kind of dabble. I never want to confidently say that I can play. <laughs> it. Like I I'm confident on the guitar. Right. Uh, yeah. But like you know, I can I can da- like fiddle around on a bass and and play a little bit of piano. Like if there's like an emotional part that like I'm hearing and I need to lay out. 
mm. I can do it, but it's uh, it's not something I would do in public. I don't think not yet, right. unless someone dared me. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, the guitar is where I started. It, it seems to be like the easiest choice for some people. Whether you, like, I I don't remember even being turned on turned off by the calluses. Right. Either like yeah. it's one of those things. I was like, bring it on, calluses. <laughs> like I, I wanted, I wanted them to happen so fast so yeah. I could just keep playing. Yeah. I, I got really addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, no better word for it. I, uh, I, uh, as soon as I picked up the guitar, it was the timing. Because <clears throat> I think when I was younger, my parents wanted me to play an instrument, but I was. Uh, you know, I, well, we had video games growing up, but I'm 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 an outside. I was an outside boy. Mm, like right. they, video right. games weren't like they are now. They weren't everywhere. Like on your phone, you know, we didn't have the phones and stuff. So, it was uh, you know, it was outside with a stick and my dog, like type of thing, like hitting mm. the stick with different stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Little caveman style. Yeah. But it's uh. Uh, yeah, I think my parents wanted me to play the guitar when I was younger, but I was like, um, I'm not I don't have the attention span for this right now. I'm so yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah. But uh, So it was laying around, and when I was 17, I uh, was looking for a new craft, and uh, there she was, and uh, we've been inseparable ever since. <laughs> right. So, so what was your first guitar, and do you still have it? I do still have it. It was a, it was an Alvarez. Okay. Uh, which which was nice. Uh, wooden blonde uh, cutaway. Mm. Uh, I, I I I do still. Ha- I don't play it, but I ke- I keep it around because right. I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll noodle on it sometimes, but it's uh I've I've fallen in love with like my stage guitar, which is a, a composite carbon fiber guitar, like so. All, not a piece of wood on it. It doesn't have to have a truss rod. Like right. you don't have to pay to get it adjusted or set up or anything. So it's, uh, it's just so cool. It's so yeah. versatile. But I still love my. Everyone remembers their first, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good because um, because the guitars take a lot of money, you know, to fix, to make better, or you know, yeah. like I said, fix the truss rod on, you know. So it yeah, just takes a long time. Yeah. So um, if you were to teach me a song on the guitar. What would it be in which three chords is like the very first chord you should run on a guitar? You do? Do you think? Uh, the first chords. I think usually like it's a. Uh, it's kind of uh, a lot of people talk about the the bluegrass method because Nashville has this number system. It's a uh, the basics are one four five, and usually like when you start there, it's like your one would be your G chord. The four would be the C chord. The five would be the D chord. And, right. and most people start in G. Um, uh, so G, C, D are like three perfect chords to start with if you're going to do like the three chords in the truth method of playing and right. everything. It's 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 a good it's a good place to start. And that's that's kind of like I feel like the middle C of guitar mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, cool. So, uh, with so, which song is like one of the easiest songs to learn when you're starting out? Do you think? Because I heard, because I heard that Tom Petty is really easy to, you know, some of Tom Petty's songs, you know, because they're not really Tom, tough. Yeah, Tom Petty is always a good choice. And as far as like wanting to learn songs, like I mean, if you play like Wildflowers or yeah. like I mean, even you don't know how it feels. I think is pretty much three chords. Yeah. Uh, maybe four but it, you know any anything like that 
because it can kind of sound intimidating when you listen to the full track but when you look at the chords you're like oh wait this isn't that bad uh like any hank williams senior stuff like stuff from the 40s and 50s is usually very chill as well like jambalaya by hank williams senior is two chords the entire time it's just c and g right so yeah. if you started in that gcd uh framework then yeah yeah, yeah they perfect. seem to be like the main nucleus of the whole um guitar array because a lot of uh songs dwell on that gcd um at, you know aspect so yeah oh absolutely yeah. It, it seems like the easy i love it too and that's like you know it's uh, there's a lot of people that like frown upon the capo but i'm like you know yeah yeah that's a weird thing to hate on, something yeah. making your life yeah. easier. Yeah, uh, but it's like, you know, if you have GCD and you need to play in a different key, like just move that bad boy around yeah. and you're good to go. It's yeah. just the walk downs and it, G just sounds better. Like it's it's weird. Because well, um, I tune my, I tune, uh, I have a couple guitars at this point and I tune some of them down so I don't have to capo them. Right, because sometimes when you do capo, the uh, the only issue that I do agree with is that it um, kind of flattens the sound a little bit. Like it changes it. It it can make the guitar sound not as uh, just not as like it, just not as open and pure as it does when the capo's not on there. Right. Uh, so yeah. it's it's I have a couple guitars and I'll tune them down. Like if one's half step, you know, instead of adjusting the key with the capo, I'll just like do that. Which is nice. Right, right. Cool, cool. Um, were there any bumps in the road of life hindering you from becoming a musician, or was that a like a pleasant, sturdy journey for you? Like, like did everything go okay for you when you started your musical yeah. career? Yeah, I think uh, I think that I was luckier than uh, most, which I'm very grateful for. But I, I think uh, the the only thing that could have ever gotten in my way. Uh, that has ever gotten in my way is me. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you always doubt so yourself a, sometimes, yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's the thing with, with making the... I, I uh, grew up in San Antonio. I lived here 21 years. And when I was 21, I decided to move to Nashville because I was like, I, you know, if I'd wanted to go before, like, it wouldn't have made sense. I couldn't get in anywhere. It's right. all bars. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you're trying to get your foot in the door, and then you can't even get in the door. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I moved up there and it was it was scary, but it's I, I've talked to a lot of people. I lived there for ten years too. Uh, uh, did a lot, like got to go overseas to Norway. Uh, in, in my first three months, I got a I got a cut on a bluegrass record, uh, which ended up being nominated for a bluegrass album of the year at the Grammys. Right. So it's nice. like I, 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 if I if I was more of a douchebag, I would probably walk around saying I was yeah. a Grammy nominated <laughs> songwriter. But right, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a. Awards are just like kind of a very small cherry on top of like the gift of getting to do this for a living in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I th I, th I think uh, I was way luckier than most, and um, you know, it, it, it people you know that you know financially like stuff can be a problem, but if you have a job in one city, you can get a job in another city and figure out how to survive there too, which is you know what we all have to do. Whether if the music isn't paying your bills, you go get a utility job at a restaurant. I did that, yeah. uh, which is is fun, man. You're around people, and that's who we write songs about so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i had an interview with um uh, a artist named robert robin benedict 
And uh, yeah, she had a rough time. She, you know, had to sleep in the car and you know, yeah. just struggle. And and I'm glad it worked out for you. I really am. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm, awesome I'm, for you. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I have friends that have moved to LA that did that. But like, I mean, it's, uh, you know, if if you're not struggling financially, you're always like, uh, struggling some way. It always seems that there's something right uh, in life, whether it's like dealing with yourself or family or. You know, because that, that, that's a tough part, too. It's like when a, when a town that you don't know yet doesn't believe in you, you can kind of understand. But when your family doesn't, it gets kind of weird. Like yeah. my dad, my dad has always been in my corner, but the, the and, and one of my sisters has. But uh, the rest has been kind of rough. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, we're yeah. here for a reason. I got I got nothing to prove to anybody who doesn't want to listen in the first place. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's I, th- I think part of being an artist is a lot about going through hardships and then being able to write about those for other people to realize that we all go through hardships. Like right. it's you're you're yeah. not alone. It's not to say that anything is worse for one person than it is the other, but it is nice to know that we're not alone. You know. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, so playing across our great nation, uh, which state has been the most welcoming for you um, and been the most um, hard time for you to, 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 you know, you know what I mean? It's like which state wasn't the most welcoming and which one was? Yeah. Um, that's a, I've, man, Texas has always been so good to me, especially when I came back. Like it was. It was really nice, because uh, I, I played in downtown Nashville for years, and there's some bars up there where, it's like, if you don't play, like, new age pop or, like, new pop country and stuff, which I'll do. I like some of that stuff, but it's just not it's not what tickles my fancy, man. I'm right. like, yeah. I, I like the, I like, you know, like, Tom Petty and Hank Sr. and guys oh, who wrote yeah. from a, their soul and stuff. And, and this new stuff, it's kind of like, you know they're doing it not because they were inspired by uh how they felt or how someone made them feel it was more about like oh man i bet you this will get a million streams like the the, the whole reason for doing it i think is what makes a difference to me um and a lot of people don't necessarily do it because it's you know something that feeds their soul kind of just feeds their bank account or whatever which is crazy because if you become a musician to be rich like you're already insane yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so, i mean some people make it but but a lot of people don't you know and i think that's really one of the most um things that people forget is like you know you you do this because you love the music you love playing the music and a lot of people forget that like later down the road you know so yeah, yeah yeah well it's i mean that's that's if if it's not also if it's like if it's not fun like if you make this it is a job and it does require a specific amount of focus and work yes but like you should always love what you do yes sir yeah. like like it, it's it's something and i granted we all have to take hits sometimes like uh the, doing jobs to make extra money but like you do it so you can continue to do what you love there's always like a purpose behind what you're doing even when it's like kind of not something you want to do but like mm-hmm. we all have to do stuff we need to do we have those right. things it's part of adulting i guess is what they call it <laughs> i guess that's the term <laughs> yes sir yeah. yes sir so um uh is doggonest a word because i think that it's a, like a country word 
Because <laughs> I've heard a lot of terms and I never heard that until I, 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 I looked up your first album. It uh, is uh, it is definitely a um, a weird kind it's, of it, it's a, yeah it'd be like a the the urban dictionary of like southern slang or whatever yeah, I guess right. that's what which it is. is great because I, I and I laughed my ass off and heard that I'm like yeah, oh my god yeah. that's yeah. great that's great that's great um yeah. so with the release of your first album called Don't Don't Go on the Feeling uh, it sounds like you had an inspiration. Um, uh, from the old school style, which is uh, Hank Williams, Hank Williams, trying to catch him with Nelson. Uh, what made you want to bring back the old school style from this album? Uh, that's actually when I when I started writing. Um, like I was adopted by my grandparents, so it's like my, my dad right now is is seventy four, and all my uh, older sister. That my there's a big gap in between us because I was adopted, but. Uh, he liked older music because he came from that era, and so I was kind of he brainwashed me, I guess. But it was it was good. good. I love that. I love that. Be, stuff. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like with the, from the Hank Seniors to like Sam Cooks and stuff like that. Oh I, God, I, I love, love old style. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was so good. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, so it that's kind of what I grew up in. So that was naturally where I was when I made that record. It was. Uh, no one else was doing it, and I, I didn't really think about that. So when I came to Nashville, I, it was a standout. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was kind of overwhelmed by everything that happened. I was like, because when you move from Texas to Nashville, you're like, oh, man, I'm I'm moving right into the big leagues. I'm, I'm like, going out of my small little river and channeling into the ocean. <laughs> right, uh, right. But the uh, it, when I got there, I was, like, kind of weirdly surprised that it was – no different than you know texas people were just like astounded that i was even doing that and and then i realized why it was because you know what we just said is like why people do things it's like i was doing it because it was what i like to do and it was coming out of me naturally because i was always very inspired by it um but they didn't understand because they're like this isn't gonna sell Right, and I was like, yeah. and it did. It, it did sell, yeah, extremely well. Like yeah. probably like my best, um, as far as like uh, fiscally and everything. Like that's that's my my most profitable record. Yeah, uh, it's a great record though. Which is funny. Like it's it's it's. I, I love all my projects. Like and it's what's great about uh, my projects is there's some a lot of space between that. I I, I also work the dog on his feeling record like. Till it was just bones. Like right, I, yeah, I, I yeah. made a career off that record for almost five years, uh, and then put my second one out seven years later. Like there's, a, I think yeah. that one, Doggone Us, came out January 2010, and then Things I Need to Say came out April of 2017. Right, so right. I, I, you know, I milked that cow till it was dry, <laughs> and it worked, the, uh, and it worked yeah, very, very, very it well. Did. It was, yeah. it was great. Uh, like it, it took me overseas, and I got to see a lot of things that I never thought I would. Yeah. Got to ride on a bus, probably more than I deserved. Uh, it was, it was cool. But yeah, I love that. And, uh, the the changeover was interesting though. That stuff is scary when you go from the classic country sound because you have a lot of people like the classic country audience is like if you don't give us just this we will abandon you forever. Really? Wow. <laughs> so, so it was like no, they're not all like that. That's well, not yeah, fair, yeah, but that's it's, it, There's some people that are like they 
they hold you to that almost, even right. though you never promised them anything. You're like, this is as an artist, it's our job to just create where we're at. And when you go somewhere new, you take your listeners with you. Right. Um, and that's what happened between Dog on His Feeling and Things I Need to Say. I got kind of burnt out on the traditional country. Uh, not the audience. The audience is always great, but the, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but like people that I was touring with, like fairly famous people, they were very bitter about how the industry supposedly left them in the dust. And I was like, hmm. At the end of it, you're like, they didn't leave you. You just refused to adapt. Right. Like, yeah. that's like, you know, that's what we said. You're either you're living or you're dying. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you got to pick one or the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. If they bury you and you don't dig yourself out, you've just accepted your fate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, no one can help yeah. yourself but you. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're your ultimate, you know, guide to life. You know, that's, exactly. that's what I think and feel, you know? So, um, on the same album, we're talking about the, the Doggone Estates. On track 11, you have the Doggone Estates, but in the vinyl version. And I love that version so much. I love vinyl anything now. Um, but uh, you said that this record was released in 2017. Or no, 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 20, uh, uh, 2010. 2010, yeah. okay. So yeah. I don't think that, that vinyl was really a thing as this is now. Um, so what made you want to turn this song into a vinyl um, sound? Um, did you have foresight that the vinyl um, vinyl fan would come back? Or uh, did you just like vinyl so much you're like, okay, I gotta have, you know. I, I love vinyl. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's one of the things, like I've always loved it. Like like I said, my parents were older, so they had their collection lying around from like Elvis to like Sam Cooke and mm -hmm. Hank Sr. and Junior and all those guys and uh uh, I, I I used to just sit there and play with it um, and everything, and they, and they gave me some of those records when I moved to Nashville, which was nice. And right. uh, yeah. it actually, in that video, uh, the Dog Honest Feeling music video, which is uh, somewhere on the internet, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, little Jimmy Dickens was in it, and oh, wow. he he brought a uh, a Victrola for me to use like an old wind up Victrola that played like the 78 RPM, like those thick plated records. Right. Um, and, uh, he let me use it for the video. And then after the shoot, he gave it to me. Wow. Yeah. He was like, Hey, I don't want this anymore. And he, I was like, Oh my God, does it have a cool backstory other than the fact that you, uh, yeah. which, which is amazing. <laughs> and the coolest thing was is another one of my like very like inspirational guys for me was Waylon Jennings. Yeah. And that's who it belonged to prior wow. to little Jimmy Dickens. Yeah. Uh, apparently Waylon was on a bender one night and, uh, ran into little Jimmy and I guess they were hanging out and, Waylon asked him if he wanted it because Waylon was, he was he was kind of on edge at a certain point in his life, and he had he had a theory that the Victrola was haunted, so oh, he no. wanted to get it. Out. <laughs> he was super paranoid yeah. and just wanted to get it out of his house. Yeah. It's like I haven't seen anything come out of it. Yeah, but, right. Uh, okay, okay, good. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, so good there. But uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, that was such a treat too, especially because you know, with that backstory and little Jimmy Dickens, you know, helping me out promoting that record and then giving that to me because it's it was in great shape. I mean, it still is. I've taken great care of it. Um, like play it every once in a while. It's, just, it's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I love vinyl like that deeply that I I 
if uh, if I had too much money, I would probably be dumber with it and have like so many different types of record players just laid out throughout my room. Because yeah. it's such a cool way to consume audio, like the mono thing, like that whole. Uh, best way to put it is like the Credence era of like rock and roll. Yes. You listen to that sound, what you're hearing is a crisp, like full wooden room of like mono. And right. it's just so nice. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my dad really loved Credence Killer. I'm not sure. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a big fan of it. And uh, he gave me some um, vinyl records with him. And I, you know, just. Five down, loved them, and started collecting from there. You know, so I had got like yeah. I have like a lot of final records, man. They're they're amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, they are so good. I, I'm glad it came back too. Like yeah. the the dog on his feeling thing was just kind of fun. Like we had <laughs> we had no idea it was just a fun thing to do. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, your second album came out in 2017 called Things I Need to Say. Which sounds like an updated album compared to your last one. Um, yeah. What made you go this route instead of continuing with the old time feel? Uh, it was kind of just uh, where I was. I was writing, uh, in, obviously, in between those two records and playing a lot and, and working. And uh, but I, uh, I I just started to shift. At some at some point, the structure changed. I was I was listening around Nashville to like. What what and I don't I don't know I got inspired by like a, a different way to present it. the doggone is feeling is more of a delightful like less heavy record it's it's kind of just a feel good project uh, which I like making but I, I'm uh, people are complex I'm, I'm kind of more complex than that and, and art is art is meant uh, to be used for expression yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I like the transfer of like it, it, and I was going through a lot that record is called Things I Need to Say because it's that's exactly what it is yeah. it's always funny when people ask that they're like what's this what's this record about I was like I mean I kind of covered it with the title <laughs> you need to listen to it buddy you know? <laughs> it was just some things I needed to say but it was nice for me it became musical therapy and I think that, that that's a gift in itself if you can sometimes I can write uh, what I'm feeling in a song quicker than I can actually express it it'll mm. take me like 5,000 paragraphs to talk through it with you. Yeah. But when I write but it's a song, one song, I can do yeah. it three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I'm, I, I'm going to probably be the one who asked you to do it again that you heard many times. Um, did the songs like this album derive from your life experiences or did you just think, okay, well, this is something I need to say, uh, obviously, and just write it down? Or, or did you actually experience all of the, you know, all of the things in the songs? Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it was either, uh, experience by proxy or firsthand experience. Okay. So it was, it, it's very much just an album where I'm noticing, uh, what happens? Um, that b basically, I, we went in the studio and I was like, <clears throat> "These are all the emotions that I've been going through throughout the weeks." Right. Like that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of where where I've been making records from. Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> been drinking too much coffee. I oh guess. man, I love coffee. Man, <laughs> coffee is the best. I love it. Yeah. It's it's too good. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's a it, it's i i kind of like that's how i like to write now it's like it's like i said it's kind of you're you're writing how you feel but you're, you're writing for people like to know that like this is a thing like i realize you know we're struggling like burn this house down is a great example i love that song that's um, the, the, one of the best things on the album to be, to, to, to be honest with you yeah yeah i appreciate it. well that's about my parents divorce uh, and being adopted, you know, that's that's already can get kind of weird sometimes. It never got too weird, kind of until the divorce. <laughs> it got a little weird where, like, you know, when you just, you know, no one talks about it for 24, 25 years, and then all of a sudden it keeps yeah. coming up, makes you feel really uncomfortable. Right. Uh, so that was, like, a struggle for me, and then uh, it's about coming back home, like, to the house I grew up in and where – my parents were always married when I was growing up, so it was, it was a transition for me and about like, you know, burning down those old memories and kind of starting anew. Right. Um, but it's it, that you know that's real and 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 I don't actually mention the word divorce in that song, but I've had people come up to me after shows and be like. Hey man, that song. I listen to that song all the time after I like my wife divorced me, and it just like it yeah. really moved me. And I'm like, they. I never. I never. Sometimes I'll tell them. I'm like, it's crazy because that's what that song's about. Right. I was like, so that makes me feel like I did my job. Right. Yes. Like yeah. Yes. When people can say that to me, like it's like I feel like the Grinch. My heart just grows three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, right. Not that it was small to begin with, but it's it's one of those things that I it, I love that like that. I feel like I I captured it perfectly without having to make it. It's kind of obvious that something ended in that song, but it, it's it's cool that they always actually fully receive that message which is so flattering right right um i was i was listening well i i was um i i i always do research before i have a guest on um and i looked you up on uh, youtube and you were singing um the song why is a bluebird blue and you said and you told them that the, the answer is not in the song i'm like oh that's that's great so, <laughs> so do you yes. know now why the bird is blue or no you still don't know so it's a, it's a, well, I mean, I, I do know it's a, it's a, it's a chlorophyll thing, okay. you know, it's your color and pigment, but the, right. uh, the, uh, the, it was, it was kind of rhetorical. Like right. I always joke, yeah. it's the, it's the old, uh, uh, Shakespearean thing of like, uh, you know, what, what light through yonder window breaks, you know, it's like, he's, he's kind of asking a rhetorical question. Like we know that it was we knew what it was because he says it right after but it's, yeah. it's kind of like trying to find comparison with it's like i'm blue you kind of want to find something else that feels like you so you can like help each other through it yeah so it's like it's kind of a person being very sad hoping that he can connect with almost anything and instead of choosing a chair or a tv or a blue phone this bird lands <laughs> on his balcony mm -hmm. and he he almost or like right outside the window and he's like hey man are you are you feeling it too right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. what it, that's what it's about it's just trying to connect with something and, and be sad with it and kind of like try to get through each other because you know a bird can fly away from a situation a yeah. human can't right. Right. <laughs> unfortunately yeah, no, we're yeah, not, yeah. you know maybe we'll yeah. find some kind of device that unless we can, you have so. a sweet jet pack or something yeah. but i don't trust yeah. that technology no. yet that's it you're just gonna blow up <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully not but you know so, mm -hmm. um, that's a great song, man. I, 
I have listened to it. I, well, matter of fact, I um, I I, I texted you on on Instagram, and I and I showed you a picture of me listening to the song at yeah. work because I work at the thrift yeah. store and I do nothing but listen to music and help out customers. So um, oh, that's awesome. yeah, so that's <laughs> that's how I know that's how I came to found you. And uh, yeah, you you have some awesome music on 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 both of those records. Um, yeah, dude, I appreciated you. Uh, I think you shared it on your story too. I appreciate. I did, that. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sir. Yeah. Um, so which okay, so uh, with the these both both albums, which one was the? I don't want to say hardest, but I kind of have to. Well, which one was the most difficult for you to write? And I think uh, I know the answer, but but but, but I just want to get, get your yeah, thoughts on the first. Definitely things I need to say. Like yep. that was a that was a process. I actually we wrote it. I wrote it as I was making it. Okay. Which, which I've I've like even on this newest record, the newest record coming out is called Things to Come, and it's it's my favorite thing that I've ever made. It's basically like a more honed in on who I am as an artist version of things I need to say. But things I need to say was such a good learning experience for me because I. I was trying to just like, you know, you take songs in and like I met with my producer and we kind of went over some tracks and like picked them all together. And he was like, kind of like, man, we could really use some more stuff like this. And I was like, well, I kind of have fragmented stuff I could I could work on and put together. So it was like it was weirdly pressured because there was it, it, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Like it was it was motivated, I guess, is a better word. Um because there was there was kind of a little bit of like attention on me like hey we might want to do something label wise with this and at that time i was like oh i you know i'm getting older i wouldn't be opposed to that and like i'm glad it didn't right. happen because it uh uh just just seeing what everything else like all my a lot of my friends have, have done label stuff and it just really really uh really doesn't seem cool um right but we won't get into all that right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, the, right. The things I need to say record was was great because of the way that it it happened. I I don't think I would uh, want that to happen any other way because it it really. I was defining myself as I was making something, and th and that kind of bonds you more to the art and more to what you're supposed to be doing from there on out because you remember it. Right. You remember kind of that struggle. Um, of like wanting to be able to express what you're feeling to to the to the T. So like, what will happen is like like I said, when that person comes up to you at the show and says that, you're like, oh, why well, I, I did it. I feel good about putting in that work because it it shows that I was able to deliver the message that I needed to deliver perfectly. Uh, uh, but uh. yeah, that that was an experience, man. I think about it all the time, and it was. It was cool. It's it's very fondly too, because we kind of created that uh, with the band in the room uh, at that time, uh, which which people don't do uh, a lot anymore these days. But that that was so fun to just jam out the songs and and figure cool like stops out and stuff with the band, and it, it was it was a great experience. Great, great. Um, can can you tell us about your recording process? Like like what did you I mean like uh do you record do you write down the songs first or do you uh write down the music first or how or like how did that all come up come about? 
Yeah, usually I'll get a uh, the as far as the song idea starts, it it'll either come. I'm lucky enough that if I have words, they usually come with a melody attached. Okay. Uh, so it's just my job to remember the words. Thank God for like the phones in our notes section or uh, whatever, because you, you if you're driving or whatever, you can always do. Hey Siri, make a make a note. Uh, but <laughs> right. the, uh, it's mm-hmm. hard to like dig out a notepad anymore these days and be safe. But it's uh um yeah I so it that'll happen and I'll try to record a voice memo if the melody comes sometimes I'll just come up with a hook that I really dig and I'll I'll try to find the music later Mm. and uh, as I've gotten better at guitar I'll just I'll find this cool melody I like playing and I'll write to it it's like let's see what comes out I'll hit record let's see what comes out Uh, so I usually I usually bring in um, when I when I go in to record I bring in a track that literally just all all that needs to be added to it is the other instruments. Uh, the the lyrics are, are honed in, and you know my stops, because um, I can hear production. I I just don't trust myself to always produce my own. St- I, I love production, but I don't. You, you when it's when it's your baby, it's like really hard to be you know, critical in certain parts, or you're overly critical in certain parts. You need kind of someone there to be like. Hey man, stop yeah. it! Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I guess you prefer going to the actual studio as opposed to uh, recording it in like Reaper and other these other studio apps you can download for your computer. I I do I do prefer the studio. I I like I like the well. I mean, it's just it's always been the thing. It's always had like a an allure to it. Like you you want to be able to go into the studio and and say you're in the studio and yeah, work on that yeah. record, but it's uh, whether it's like, I mean, it's kind of about like who I'm working with more now these days. Like my producer went from, uh, his studio to, he got a new house and the basement was so big that he just moved his studio down there. So he no longer had to worry about paying rent at a different spot. Uh, so that's where, that's where we did the, the record that's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of, it was more about like, it, that's still a studio vibe though. In my mind, it was like, my- cause it's. I followed my producer to his new place, and um, that's what I think it is. No matter if that person gets what you do, gets what and you want, he he like understands your sound completely. Yeah. Like that, you need to stick with that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Plus, it'll be super easy to record. You know, you have a lot of fun with him, and you know. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll yeah, go a lot got, faster, like, and you know everything yeah so, yeah, yeah it's like family it's like working with family yeah. except sometimes you like them better so <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay so uh, moving on from your new single um lillian which released on september 18th 2020 uh did this come from your life experience as well as as the past album or okay yeah yeah um, this uh i i think um this is the last the last rec things I need to say was about a moment in my life and this is kind of about every moment past that and looking forward that's why I the, the title track is going to be the next single it's got things to come right yes I think yes. with with things I need to say I was kind of trapped in a in a glass case of emotion to quote anchor man so I was right I was anchored to that moment 
and, and this record is about looking forward again. Like I've I've straightened myself out. I was I was on a very alcoholic, toxic path mm, yeah. for many years, and I've uh, I've been off uh, sober from alcohol for for almost four now. Great. Uh, Congratulations. Which, thank you very yeah, much. It's yeah. uh, it's uh it's uh, that's the thing. You're all, people ask was like, well, how does it feel to not be an alcoholic? I'm it like, feels great. <laughs> well, you, you're always an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you just choose to not drink anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't do it. And I'm mean, like, that's it. Some people can go out and have a few drinks, man. It's like. That ain't me, unfortunately. No, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, hit the hit the hit the big red stop button on that. But it, yeah, things that come. Lillian was about kind of that journey with the with the girl who uh, I met and fell in love with, and we dated for uh, almost four years, and uh, broke up when I when well, I had to move back to Texas. Yeah. Uh, just mm -hmm. Na Nashville was kind of. Uh, draining the life out of me as far I didn't yeah. feel musically fulfilled and uh, she's an artist as well and um, she she needed to be in Nashville because she does indie pop and I I think that's a good spot for that right now yeah. and I need to come yeah. back to Texas so the country we respect yeah yeah <laughs> we were, yes. yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. well they were just digging it down here I came yeah. back like three to four times last year in 2019 to do shows and i was just like every time i crossed the state line i got this gut feeling it was like oh my god i need to be here and it yeah, kind of breaks yeah, my heart because i yeah yeah well i loved her too and i wish i could take her with me but that's not no. fair no. like people need to be where they need to be so yeah. we uh parted um ways very respectfully and, and still love each other and care and are mm. always going to be best friends but oh, yeah that's that song's uh, a lot about her like not not to a t the descriptor words in there are just kind of <laughs> fun and and reflect my character like that opening line is just if if, if you don't know me I, i'm kind of a jokester mm. so the opening <laughs> line like she mm. said she never wears underwear i said yeah. i never wear shirts yeah, shorts it's right. like yeah. i'm just a weird guy that's like that would be me trying to flirt terribly like <laughs> girl i never wear underwear and i'm going i never wear shorts uh, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's it's just me not being able to resist being a goofball but it's the story is, is is fairly true in the sense that uh um we were both kind of lost when we found each other and uh we were able to find ourselves with each other uh, which is which is very nice. You don't get that a lot. Mm -mm. And the title is is a, a name of a street in East Nashville, which was a couple blocks down mm -hmm. from uh, where we lived. And I used to pass it every day going to play in downtown Nashville. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always I always pass that street sign. I, I pass so many so many street signs on the way, but for some reason that one always stood out. So one day I found I was like, all right. I'm gonna listen to the universe. I'm doing this trying right. To slap yeah. me, yeah. yeah. So I put it in my notes and, and saved it, and finally came up with a cool melody one day. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. Um, so it was. I'm glad it's on the record. It was. It was one that I was. I. I it needed to be there, and um, and and it just needed to be a single. It's a, it's it's a fun track. It's fun to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite things about this new record is like. I came back to Texas and I would make different set lists. We would come back and play for like a month or two at a time, uh, stay on the road in my buddy's pop-up camper. So if we if we wanted to save money on a hotel, we could just plug up somewhere there was power, like pop that bad boy up in the bed of his truck and we had an AC in there. Like 
if we if we had Wi-Fi or something, right. hook that up and yeah. you know fall asleep watching some cartoons or something. <laughs> um, right. But it, it's a this this record is made of like all the songs that I just really enjoyed playing, mm. uh, which I think is great because it's it, you know bringing this to a live audience when that's a when that's a safer thing for all of us to do on a, a more steady basis like uh it, it's just it, this record is so fun for me to play it's 10 tracks of my favorite songs to just jam out to right, right. uh and lillian was one of those yeah. uh so uh knowing that this was a single will this be on a new uh record or is this like just like a teaser of what will come to for the next record as this is a this is a uh, this will be on the next record and okay. is also I guess a teaser I guess yeah. as well. So, yeah. uh, tra- tragedy was first the first single. Good old days was the second. Lillian is the third, and uh, things to come, uh, which is the title track, will be the uh, the fourth single. Nice and uh, and final single before the record is uh, released right. in okay. January. So cool. that'll come out. Things to come will come out if. Uh, you know, if all if all goes as well with the technology of setting up pre-orders, like <laughs> yeah. it should be, you should if you pre-order things to come, the <clears throat> entire record, you right. should get tragedy, good old days, Lillian, um, and things yeah. to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, so where were you um, when your your manager Michael? Hey, Michael. <laughs> where? Um, so where were you when you when did did he tell you that that it hit number one on the um, country charts on the iTunes store or like 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 where were you and how did he find out? I uh, I woke up and looked on my phone. I think that <laughs> I think that's how we do it these okay. days. I yeah, was, yeah. I was uh, I was in bed when I found out because mm. I'm a you know my. Schedule as a musician is, you know, whether it's a COVID-19 or not, like some nights I might just stay up till it's no longer nighttime, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I I, I usually wake up to this stuff on my phone, but he had, he had posted it on Facebook and shared it. Mm. Uh, and it's just cool. Like it's, uh, I don't know. Number ones are nice. It's flattering. Uh, like I said, the accolades, uh, Getting to do the job is its is its own reward, but at the same time, the uh, you know it's kind of nice when right. it can uh, yeah. do something like that, especially in a place like you've never been, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. 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 So uh, since hitting the number one uh, song, are 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 you getting more requests to come to places and play for them, or like how, like how, how how is that working out for you? Yeah, like interviews, uh, right, uh, yeah. gigs in, in general, and uh, people reaching out as far as uh, co-writing and stuff right now oh, in nice. different states, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's it's it, it all leads to a uh, leads to something, I think. So it's like it, it's it's kind of nice. It's a uh, it can get kind of overwhelming. Like I'm a fairly yeah, oh, chill yeah. guy, but uh, you know, it's I I try to like not make that about you know who i am internally and it just like not make it the problem for like like if you reached out and i got overwhelmed which i didn't you know it's like i want to make sure i was like it's nice enough that he reached out i was like i need to i need to chill and do this like this is this is what we do you know uh it's nice it's uh overwhelming in a good way i guess is a better way to put it cool yeah. So, so my very last question for you today is what are you listening to? Because I am a big fan of music, like I said before. I'm always curious and I'm always um, grasping for more bands to listen to. 
So who are you? What are your main bands that you go to right now? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of my friends who put out uh, some really good music lately. Uh, I've been listening to a lot. Uh, my ex-girlfriend actually has really great indie pop music. Her name's Sam Rochford. Uh, another friend of mine from Canada who was just on the CCMAs last night, Kelsey Kulik. She's she's consistently putting out good stuff. And mm. uh, Jason Isbell, an Americana artist. We're not friends, but yeah, yeah. maybe maybe someday. <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome yeah. Uh, yeah. to be able to say. But maybe that's he's. Maybe that's he a potential has, cool writer, you know, later on yeah, in the road. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's one of the things. Like, he and I both write uh, our songs, for, like, pretty much by ourselves. Oh, like, you're right. I, right I, yeah. I, I, I will co-write. I'm not against it. But a lot of the stuff that I cut is, uh, like, like it, because it's so personal, uh, is usually stuff I've written by m myself. And, and he's very much, uh, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to him in any way, but right. he... Seems to approach it the same way. That's a safer way to say it. I don't want people being like, you know, Jason Isbell. I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. I like, he, he is like a, a, a um, as far as guitarists and songwriters, he is a, he is a, he is godlike. Yeah. Um, so I always recommend him, and um, uh, you can tell he kind of he kind of spurs from that Tom Petty uh, vibe as well too. He he writes uh, like. Though, like when he says stuff, like it could be something very profound, but he can say it so simply that it just rocks your face, you know? Right, right, exactly. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. I've been randomly getting back into like 90s grunge, like hole and garbage and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's just ran I don't know why. Like, I uh, I think it was because the, the, the rock and guitar vibe of Lillian. Every time I put out a single, I make a playlist that centers around kind of what I think is my was my headspace for the song, and I put a lot of the people that I've just talked about on that list. Uh, right. it, garbage is on there. Only happy when it rains. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Soul Asylum. If yes. you remember, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Runaway Train. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's on yeah. there. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. It's 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 uh, lately I've I've been going back to that. Like I listened to that first Third Eye Blind record mm -hmm. again the other day. Which I'm like, which is perfect because I think the opening track is losing a whole year. It's just mm. like, wow, I get that. That's mm. perfect 2020 anthem right there. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. um, I'm gonna give you. Um, have you heard? Wait, which I know you have, but I'm just gonna ask you. Um, have you heard of uh, Brother Osborne? Oh, absolutely. Man. I love Brothers. Osborne. Man, their 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 album Port Saint Joe. Man, that's that's kind of killer killer record you know oh man yeah. uh they they haven't put out a bad record. their first one pawn shop was really really cool it's too. amazing yeah yeah it's, and, uh, and i pre-ordered their newest record called uh i think it's called skeleton key or something yeah yeah, yeah. i saw they put, I yeah. put that out fairly recently that they were going to release it which is cool like what we need uh in the mainstream country genre I love that guys like that exist. Uh, yeah. well, artists like that in general. There's like a bunch of new female artists too. Like I, I like uh, Lainey Wilson. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's mm -hmm. like up and coming in Nashville and killing it right now. Yeah. Is, is playing on Sirius XM and all that stuff. She's great. Kelsey's out of Nashville too, but is also Canadian. Yeah. Um, 
So she's great, and uh, man, uh, Chris Stapleton obviously breaking through to the mainstream genre. I'm dying to get him on the show. I'm dying, I'm just dying to get him uh, on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he would, he would be great. He's yeah. he's one of those guys too. He seems like real. I've never met him. Uh, I've been in the same room as him, but he just seems like so chill. Like he seems like just a real guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, wait, wait. So you said you've been in the same room, but you never met him, met him before. Yeah, How? well, so it's like back in the day, I was with the uh, Hank Williams estate for years, and and when we, they would go to events, I would go to like kind of help out, or because sometimes I was an opening act for them. Mm. Okay, uh, so it would have bigger names in the room. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's it's not like I wouldn't always approach people because it was their kind of show. So right. I I got to be in the shadow of a lot of things, and. Uh, also, he would just do random shows around around town, Nashville. Back, like he was in a band called the Johnson Brothers. Yeah, and they used to play at like Third and Lindsley and stuff, which is a venue there. I, I think that's right, Third and Lindsley, or yeah, it wasn't Twelfth and Port. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. But <laughs> that's the, okay. Yeah, he used to randomly play around town. And if you just happened to get a free ticket, then you you would get to see Chris play like that before free, anyone. Yeah. Knew he yeah. was, and you know he was in the Steel Drivers prior. Yeah. Uh, and when they broke through in bluegrass, like you couldn't, yeah. <laughs> they were just winning all the Grammys and stuff because they were so so different from the bluegrass genre. But yeah, right. yeah, I hope you get him on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, would, that would yeah. be awesome to see. And uh, yeah. and he's written so many great great records. I'm glad he's finally coming down and singing his own songs. You know, because it's oh, one he, thing to hear. It's, it's one thing to hear someone else sing your song, but it's another thing to hear you sing your own song because you show more feeling, more, you know, more in-depth of what the song is, you know? Oh, man, and he, like, he just straight murders a song. Yes. Like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine someone hearing Chris sing a song and being like, yeah, I'll give that a shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a great song. I get it. But, like, I'm, I, I know the way that he approaches things. He's just, like, kind of like, well, I don't want you to, try to sound like me i want you to you know do right. your version of it which is uh he's it, that's that's one thing that i've heard him say in interviews which i i really like uh someone asked him once they were like who do you think is going to be the next chris stapleton and he was like nobody <laughs> nobody he was I, don't like, I don't i don't yeah. want anybody to try to be me i want someone to try to be themselves right. like yeah. it's like yeah. uh and when he was asked that question he did answer after he said that he said brent cobb uh, which is another guy to check out. Okay. Uh, he's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, he's he's cool. <clears throat> I, I'm I'm glad that real stuff like that exists in a, in the country in the mainstream genre. Like, no offense to the genre, right? At all, but like, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't do it for me. And, and uh, Brothers Osborne, like you mentioned, is definitely one of them. And Chris, They're and so great. they do stuff yeah. together a lot too, as far as touring and stuff okay. goes. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get an album of them, um, uh, you know, co-writing co co each other's songs or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, thank you very much for coming on when Word Trail Music Speaks. Um, it's always been a pleasure talking to you. And I hope to get you back here after your, after your new record releases. So, oh, um, Man. When, 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 can we, when can we expect that record to release? About It'll, uh come out january 2021 I'm, i think i'm shooting for january 8th okay 
Uh, I don't think that'll change, but I, I usually just, just to play it safe, we'll just say January 2021. Right, you yeah. know, okay. Stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, yeah I, it'd be, a, be an honor and a pleasure to come back on. You just reach out and let me know, dude. We'll make it happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.